Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. We have a very special guest. Today we have with us Miss Cherise Williams. She's the author of the book, The Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting. She's a paranormal investigator. She also does tarot readings. She has a long list of accomplishments under her belt. And so today she's gonna talk to us about how she uses witchcraft in paranormal investigation and to do ghost hunting. So I cannot wait to talk about this because I really don't know much about witchcraft. And I know many of us have maybe heard of it as a negative thing, but I think she's going to set the record straight for us today. So I can't wait to hear all about that. Welcome to the show today, Sharice. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're here and I'm very interested in learning more about what you do. But before you get started, tell us just a little bit about yourself. How did you get into witchcraft? And for those maybe listening who really aren't familiar with it, what is witchcraft and how are you practicing it? And how are you using that to help in paranormal investigations? Oh, I could talk a lot about this. Uh, so I have been interested in things like the paranormal and um you know tarot cards and things like that for majority of my life i got my first tarot deck when i was 12 or 13. um so i've always been open pretty spiritually but i was raised with uh half my family lutheran half my family catholic um so i was kind of raised with that mentality of witchcraft is evil and you know which is sacrifice babies and do terrible things and so i never really looked into witchcraft uh until i was about 19 and i was actually looking for a book on dream interpretation and i stumbled across a book about witchcraft um because back then i mean oh my gosh the the section of books was so small at the library at the library <laughs> and the bookstore um but i pulled it out just on a whim and i opened it up to a random page and it happened to be a list of what witches are and what witches are not and everything that i was reading about what witches are not i was like what that's like everything that i thought you know they curse people they hex people they only want to do terrible things they all worship satan and um everything that witches are was things that I thought a spiritual path, path should be. Um, things like, you know, honoring nature and respecting nature, respecting um, your own energy and the energy of others and just kind of all of these things that I thought a spiritual path should be. So I bought the book and <laughs> I read it cover to cover and I'm like, this is okay, I guess I'm a witch. Um, and I mean, you can ask, witchcraft is such a personal, uh, path for everybody uh, uh, there's not really one i mean unless you're part of like a coven or something where they do kind of have a set rule of how to do things um there's not really one way to be a witch but in my opinion it's essentially it's being aware of your own personal energies as well as the energies around you and within the universe and within nature and it's working with those energies to create various outcomes uh so i mean are there witches that do you know send some unpleasant energy to others yes of course i mean we send unpleasant energy whether you're a witch or not even if you're not aware of it you know i mean they do call it the evil eye like you you're scrolling somebody's <laughs> social media you don't really like and you're like well why does she get to have this life and look at her house and internet you're sending negative energy to somebody <laughs> it's yeah. just witches will intentionally do that but more often than not i mean especially in my own practice and a lot of witches that i talk to more often than not we're just you know 
finding ways to better our lives, the lives of the people we care about. We're protecting our own energy. We're cleansing our own homes. Um, you know, we might do some spell work to bring in a little extra money, or if we are applying for a job or something, maybe do some spell work to like, hopefully we get that position that we're wanting. Um, so it's not so nefarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I have a question too about this. Um, you do the spell work for like jobs and money and all of those things. What about, because I've seen this a lot on Instagram and other social media posts when people are, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I do this spell work or that spell work. What are your beliefs about spell work on relationships and trying to get that certain person? What do you, what do you believe about that? I'm just curious. Okay. So this is one of those, I, some people, get very upset when you say like, this is what I believe, or this is my perspective of it. Um, and it goes against what they believe. But um, again, witchcraft is very, it's a personal practice. Um, I don't do any sort of love spells or anything. My thinking is why try to force somebody to love you? I mean, cause it's, even if the, even if the spell goes well, and the relationship goes well, there's going to be a part of you that always knows or wonders, you know, does this person actually care about me or was it just because I, you know, worked some magic. And I feel like that's kind of sad. So I, I, I think it's better to utilize that energy instead of trying to make somebody love you who doesn't maybe not necessarily would love you otherwise use that energy to find somebody who is good for you, who will love you for you um, or use that energy to, maybe work on yourself. Like, are there some parts of yourself that you feel maybe are unlovable? And that's what you're trying to like fill by making this other person love you, you know, like maybe do some, do some shadow work, do some self-healing. Uh, I think that there's better ways to go about it because I mean, yeah, I mean, it can go bad. You always hear the, it's, it makes me think of the movie, the craft when she uh, does the love spell to get the guy to like her and he becomes obsessed with her, but there are stories of that happening. You know, it can go, it can go kind of sideways or, um, it, it could backfire as well. And that person then wants absolutely nothing to do with you. So I just, I don't personally do them. Um, I know, I mean, I have worked a little magic with my own marriage, but it's more to like kind of, um, spark the spark that's already there, uh, things like that. Or I've helped some other people with their already current relationship that maybe it's just kind of fizzled out a little bit and they're both trying to find that, that spark again. Um, but I feel like that's a little different than like, I want this person to love me and right. never. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that response. I love the answer that you gave. I think that's such a great, and I always think, you know, you should turn, if you're putting that much attention on one person, maybe you need to turn that inward and put all that attention on yourself. So I love that answer. Okay. So now we're going to get into, since you've explained to us what witchcraft is, how are you using it? Because I know you do ghost hunting and paranormal investigation. So how are you using it in um, that kind of work? There's so many ways I could write a book about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> you might have. <laughs> so, uh, well, one of the the most prominent ways to utilize it is for protection. I mean, because when we are uh, connecting with spirits and we're connecting to the other side, we don't really know at the end of the day what we are connecting with and what we're reaching out to and I always say too when you are um not even if you're actively like connecting with other spirits but even just doing spiritual work like uh there was a period of time where I was really doing um a lot of energy work on myself and like meditating a lot and uh, I just I feel like when you do that kind of stuff any sort of 
energy work, whether it is spirit communication or just on yourself, you are kind of sending out this little beacon, I feel like, out to the spirit realm, especially more so if you are communicating with spirits. Um, and it can kind of bring like a moth to a flame. It can kind of bring all sorts of spirits and energies, like not necessarily bad ones, but just curious ones that maybe you're like, oh, let's have a little fun here. Um, and so it is important to protect yourself. So I think first and foremost, that is like a big part of witchcraft with paranormal investigating is um, knowing how to protect yourself, how to protect your home, um, as well as cleansing, how to get rid of these spirits. So, you know, maybe you did bring something home with you. How are you going to get rid of that? How are you going to safely remove that from you? Uh, so that's one way. And then, um, you know, I mean, we're all energy. We just happen to have our physical bodies. But just like you can do witchcraft to help heal different things or help facilitate, I don't want to say help heal, but help facilitate healing um, with a physical person, you can help facilitate healing with a spiritual person or a spiritual being as well. So there's that element to it also. So what kinds of paranormal investigations do you typically do? Um, I've done all, all kinds. Um, <laughs> I've been everywhere. I've been to private residences. I've been to, you know, abandoned hospitals, cemeteries, a library, um, theaters. So, I mean, out in the woods. <laughs> so I do a lot of different kinds of investigations. What's probably one of the most interesting or fascinating investigations you've ever done? They're all so unique in their own right. Um, I feel like I talk about this place all the time. I laugh every time I bring it up because anybody who's listened to me on any podcasts or sees my content, I talk about Indiana State Sanatorium constantly, um, but that is the most interesting place I've ever been to, I think. Um, it's, it's a huge property. Uh, there's multiple buildings on it. I've investigated there multiple times. I even helped um, produce and investigated a documentary that's streaming on Tubi right now called Haunted Indiana State Sanatorium. Um, but this place, it's just amazing. I've never been somewhere that is so incredibly active. Um, you know, we're hearing disembodied spirit voices without having any devices or equipment going. We're hearing, um, you know, the classic EVPs where we listen to the audio back and we hear voices, um, seeing shadow figures, hearing things get knocked off the walls and stuff. I mean, this place has everything. So that that's definitely uh, one of the most intriguing places I've been. I love all of the paranormal stuff. It's just so interesting to me. But you actually wrote a book, The Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting. So tell us a little bit more about that. What do you talk about in the book? Uh, so I noticed with ghost hunting, there seems to be a big focus on equipment and more of, um, I guess, more of like kind of a scientific approach and not so much focus on the spiritual aspects to it and intuition and things like that, which I always thought was kind of weird that, you know, somebody could go into a place and try to talk to the spirit of somebody who has died and isn't living anymore. And, um, they think that that's okay and like normal, but then you talk about <laughs> witchcraft and doing like any sort of like protections or healings or tarot cards even. And they're like, that's nonsense. <laughs> um, 
But you're literally, you're trying to connect to a spiritual being in one form or another. So why not merge spiritual aspects to it? Uh, and I noticed um, a big difference for myself when I started incorporating more spiritual things and um, witchcraft things. So like the tarot cards and incorporating meditation into my investigations and relying, I, I do love all the gadgets and the equipment and everything. And I do utilize that, but I try to not put as much focus on the equipment and instead rely more on my own senses and my own intuition. And I find that that has given me so many more results than just relying on the equipment and tuning out any sort of intuitive messages I might be getting. Uh, so I just thought I, I need to write a book that kind of really perfectly merges all these. I'd read witchcraft books that have little sections that talk about spirit communication or maybe ghost hunting. And I've read some ghost hunting books that kind of mention like, here's some protection stuff that you can do. But I hadn't really seen a book that kind of perfectly merged both of these modalities into one practice. And so I wrote the book. <laughs> so when you say you use tarot in witchcraft or in ghost hunting, I'm sorry, how, how do you use the tarot when you're doing um, investigation? So kind of like energy work and spell work, how um, you can do that on a living person with because I mean, really you're doing it to the energy of the person. Um, and the same way with spirits, it's the same way with reading tarot. Um, you know, you can read tarot for somebody who's on the other side of the world who doesn't even have to be sitting right in front of you because you're connecting to their energy. And energy doesn't know the, the physical restraints, the timeline and everything that we know as human beings. Um, so it kind of works the same way. I can go and I can go into a location or I've even done readings not at the location um, and gotten good readings. Uh, but you know, I'll go into a location and I sit down just like I'm gonna do a tarot reading if you were sitting right in front of me and kind of pull the cards for the spirits that way. Um, I even include uh, some tarot spreads in my book, but you can do just more clarification because um, a lot of the time spirits may not, I don't know if they don't know how or they're not able to, or maybe they just don't want to um, like light up our equipment or, leave us those EVPs, those ghost voices. And so tarot is a good way to, cause you're connecting to the energy and you're receiving the messages that way. So I've gotten some great information about spirits. You can even uh, read tarot for the location itself. So I've done tarot readings on the actual building, um, like it's history and everything. Cause again, it all comes down to energy and that's what you're reading. So tarot, that is my, people ask me, what is my favorite ghost hunting tool? My tarot cards for sure. What kind of information does it give you about like the individual spirit when you're doing the ghost hunting? Like what kinds of information are you able to um, gain about spirit from tarot? Can you ask that again? There is uh, some buffering happening. Um, what kind of information are you able to gain from using tarot about the spirit energy that you're working with? Uh, well, a lot of the time I'm asking kind of, you know, why, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you here? Is there some way that we can help you? Or even just to learn a little bit more about them, like what we're, you know, what's your personality like? Uh, I recently did an investigation at a hotel here in Ohio, um, and we were in the tavern area of the hotel where there's a lot of activity, and I was pulling the cards and pulled some cards and got the message that the, the one of the spirits that haunts there, he doesn't, he's not stuck there, but he just kind of comes and goes because in life he was a little bit of a partier. He liked, he liked his alcohol. And so he still has fun with that even in death. So he likes to come to the bar where people are drinking and having a good time. And he kind of likes to just be around that vibe. 
Um, so, I mean, it, it's not all necessarily like life shattering information. It's just kind of getting to know these spirits. And I think a lot of the time when we are investigating, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to know these spirits a little bit. Um, so that, that was a recent fun kind of <laughs> tarot reading I did for one of the spirits. So have you ever been able to understand why certain spirits stay in a particular place instead of moving on? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it is kind of like what you hear. Um, some spirits like this gentleman, he just didn't want to go. I mean, he's having a good time in spirit form. <laughs> so he has no desire to really move on at this point. Um, unfortunately, I have come across some spirits who uh, for one reason or another might be stuck to the location. Um, I've, I've done readings before where the spirit says that they were kind of, they're bound to that location. Sometimes it's because maybe somebody did some magic work at some point and kind of now that spirit is, maybe they were brought in and now they're kind of stuck there and they don't know how to leave. Um, other times they feel stuck to that location because they feel a duty to be there. They have to be there. Or maybe there's some things that they're still trying to work through. Uh, yeah. And when you come across these spirits, one of the things you do is it to help cross them over? So that one, that's another topic that some people get very uh, angry about when you disagree with them. I don't think, and I, I talk about this in the book as well, I don't think as humans in our physical form that we really, that it's our place to send these spirits away, send them to into the light. Because one, we don't know really what's on the other side of the light. We have ideas. People have had near-death experiences and things like that. We have, you know, maybe a pretty good idea, but really at the end of the day, like we don't truly know until it's our time to go into that light. So I personally don't feel comfortable telling a spirit, yeah, go into that light. Like, I don't know what's there really. Like, <laughs> and also maybe they're not ready. Maybe there's some things that they have to do. So instead of focusing so much on like, let me cross the spirit over, let me send the spirit somewhere. I like to think of it more as, okay, how can I help you right now? Because maybe by me helping you, that will then help you on your next step to crossing over or to wherever it is that you go. But that's, that's up to them to do. Um, you know, I'm here to, to help you if I can, but ultimately it's, it's their path, their, their choice, I think. And honestly, I think once you have kind of completed whatever it is that you're wanting to complete or you've healed, I mean, cause I don't think healing stops just because we're dead, you know, our souls, our spirits are going through changes in healing. Um, and so I think that, yeah, once your, your spirit, your essence kind of heals, whatever it needs to heal. I think the next step then just opens up naturally to you. That's so interesting. Now, sometimes you see on TV shows and, you know, I don't know how true to life it really is, where spirit will like not be able to cross over. They want you to get a message to someone or do something. Has that ever happened to you when you've been dealing with the spirit where they try to give you a message or ask you to do something for them? Yeah, there was one investigation. Um, it was at an old infirmary and the owners bring in a bunch of antiques and furnitures. And so they set up the rooms to, I mean, it looks really nice, but they are bringing in furniture that could potentially have attachments or that the current spirits may not like. And that was the case. They brought in um, like an old uh, medical gurney table and 
pretty much the spirit didn't like that. <laughs> we, we were getting messages through um, the spirit box and it was saying, you know, help me like angry, help me. <laughs> we're like, okay, what's going on? We're thinking it's going to be something like, what yeah. do you need? Do you need like some sort of message? Um, and it came down that they did not like the new medical gurney table that was brought in and they wanted it out. <laughs> and so I said, would it help if I told the owners that you don't want this here? And the spirit box said, yes. And said, I'm like, okay, like, I don't own this. I can't guarantee that this will be removed, but I did send the owner an email and said, Hey, uh, so I don't know if maybe you want to move it at least to a different room or something. Um, I didn't hear back from the owner. So I have no idea, unfortunately, what happened with that spirit and that medical table, but, um, that's so funny. You think it's gonna be something super profound? It's like, no, I just right. Yeah, like table. please find my granddaughter and tell her. No, I don't like this table. <laughs> so, have you personally learned anything from working with spirit? Like any messages, maybe that they give you, that you could take with you just to help you in your own life. Uh, well, I don't know if it helps me in my life at all, but the the biggest thing that I've learned and the more I experience and the more I learn, the more it's just solidified that we don't know anything. We really, <laughs> we really don't know. There's so much happening, I guess, like behind the scenes or, I mean, you know, on the other side that we don't really know. Um, and it's interesting too, because a lot of the time, some these spirits, they're having just as hard of a time, um, perceiving us and connecting with us as we are to them and not every spirit sees us or interacts with us or feels us the the same way i've had some spirits tell me that they can see us um and they can see the room and they they know what's going on and then other spirits say that it's just dark and all they hear is the voices um so that's that's been really interesting to me and something that i want to continue to to explore more is um, you know, it's, it's just so neat to me that not only are each human person's perspectives and experiences unique, but each spirit is as well. Um, and then also that, like I mentioned earlier, healing is never truly done, which that's kind of an exhausting thing <laughs> to think about in a way um, that, oh my gosh, like, haven't I done enough healing? There's more. Um, but it's also kind of encouraging as well to note that, okay, maybe, maybe I don't heal and work on everything currently right now, you know, I, I will get a chance to maybe do it on the other side. Yeah, that is a little bit more comforting to think that you don't have to, it's not a race, you don't have to finish it by a certain time. Exactly. Um, so when you go into these investigations, are you ever nervous and scared? Because I think I would be terrified. I am sometimes, and I tell you, any investigator that's like, no, I don't really get nervous. They are lying because <laughs> some of these locations are really creepy. And then especially too, I mean, if you are like intuitive or sensitive at all to any energies, like it can be overwhelming. I mean, I've been brought to tears before, just the feeling the like overwhelming energy. Um, and then not to mention a lot of the places that we go to are kind of, uh, abandoned and you know may not be the best condition um sometimes there's wild animals or i'm always more worried about coming face to face with like uh, an actual person like somebody that broke onto the property or something or a wild animal um you know i, I was at a location where a bobcat is seen on the property and stuff so i'm always thinking like oh am i gonna run into that um so that freaks me out the most but yeah i mean it's i think it's completely normal to be uh 
a little nervous sometimes, but luckily, you know, I do practice the techniques that I wrote about in the book as far as um, like centering my energy and calming myself down when I do start to feel my fear getting the better of me. Um, and then also listening to my fear because is it just me getting freaked out because I'm in this dark, big abandoned building by myself that's supposedly haunted or am I actually feeling something right now? So it's important to kind of um, filter through the feelings that you're getting rather than just being like, I'm freaked out and like <laughs> running into the building. <laughs> yeah, because you can, so you feel the emotions of some of the spirits that are residing in that yeah. place. Yeah. And then do you ever feel, I know, um, sometimes people talk about the difference between like the temperature will change those kinds of physical mm -hmm. feelings when you're doing investigations do you have that happen as well yeah definitely and i think a lot of with that is um how we each perceive energies and how how energies affect us um which is why sometimes you can be in a group of investigators and maybe only a couple of them will hear the ghost voice and not everybody else does and that could be maybe because those people are a little bit more skilled and clear audience. And so they're able to hear these voices. Other people, it's like everywhere they go, they see a shadow figure. Maybe that's because their clairvoyance is a little bit stronger. And I think it's the same way with uh, picking up on different temperature um, changes and stuff. I was on an investigation and I was the only one that was feeling cold. Now, was that because that's how I was interpreting the energy or was that because the spirit was like around me making me cold? I'm not sure, uh, but it's, it's interesting how each individual person kind of perceives and interprets these energies differently. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, though, because we do all we're tapped into our gifts differently and we have abilities more in some areas than others. Like I know for me, I usually pick up on the feeling of energy. So sometimes when I go into a place, I'll feel like off centered and I feel like pressure in my head. And that's kind of how I know something is around mm -hmm. <laughs> I <can> yeah feel it. <laughs> and it's important to tune into that too and not dismiss that and i i think so often in ghost hunting it is nice that we're, we're seeing kind of um a sway into more acceptance of spiritual beliefs and practices in ghost hunting um but i think that's why it's so important to not dismiss those things you know so many people could be like oh it's just i'm just feeling funny or whatever no like lean into it like why why do you think that you might be feeling that pressure like are you can you pick up on an emotion that maybe is attached to that um and that i think just adds so many more layers to your investigation yeah absolutely and now do you do tarot readings still for people i do i do i love that i love tarot i you know started learning how to read it and i think it I will never forget, I went to a tarot reading one time and I left there, I've been to therapy before counseling and I left that session like getting so much more out of it than I ever did a counseling session. I felt like I had been in a counseling session for an hour and it was amazing. Exactly, yeah. They, they can uh, bring up some pretty amazing insights. <laughs> yeah, tarot is a, a pretty powerful tool. It is, it is. So tell us, what was the name of the special that you have on um, the investigation that you did? Uh, it's Haunted Indiana State Sanatorium. So I uh, helped produce and investigate for Haunted Documentaries. Um, and Indiana State was our first uh, streaming documentary. 
And hopefully, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I'm hoping by Christmas we'll have our second one up. It was at McIntyre Villa, which is in Kansas. Um, that will be up on streaming platforms by the end of the year, I hope. Um, and then we have some more coming out as well, but we also have our YouTube channel also. Awesome. And then if anyone is interested in getting your book, The Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting, what's the best way for them to do that? That is on Amazon. Awesome. And so if anyone also wants to book a tarot reading with you or just wants to learn more about what you do, what's the best way for them to follow you? Either my website, ShariceWilliams.com, or I'm pretty active on Instagram and TikTok, and it's ShariceWilliams.xo. Awesome. I'm going to have to go check out your documentary because I'm very interested in that. I'm going to go as soon as I get off of here, I'm going to go and check that out. But I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. This was such a great conversation. I learned so much. I mean, I really all my life have been told like, oh, witchcraft, just like you is something so negative. I really just didn't know that much about it. Yeah, it's it's really and a lot of the things that people are doing could be considered witchcraft. I mean, if you're somebody who works with crystals and you manifest like that's you're doing some witchcraft you're yeah. you're manipulating energies to create an outcome that you want like that's that's witchcraft um yeah it's not it's not so doom and gloom and terrible <laughs> yeah yeah i love that well thank you so much for being here with us today i'm going to have all of the links that you just gave us in the show notes so if anyone wants to buy your book or they want to book a reading with you or just follow what you're doing with the paranormal investigations, they can get right to it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank you guys for being here with us today as well. Don't forget, you can join us on Patreon. The link will be in the show notes. If you do, you will get to see this interview live with the video. And also you will get extra episodes per week as well as live readings. And also we will do live master classes. So join us. I can't wait to see you over there. If you want to follow me, all of my links to my social media are in the show notes. I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.